Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Fifty Three, of the Ingenious Gentleman Don Quixote of La Mancha, by Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, translated by John Ormsby, eighteen twenty nine to eighteen ninety five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Volume Two, Part Two, Chapter Fifty Three of the troublous end and termination sancho panza's government came to to fancy that in this life anything belonging to it will remain for ever in the same state is an idle fancy on the contrary in it everything seems to go in a circle i mean round and round the spring succeeds the summer the summer the fall the fall the autumn the autumn the winter and the winter the spring and so time rolls with never-ceasing wheel man's life alone swifter than time speeds onward to its end without any hope of renewal save it be in that other life which is endless and boundless thus saith seed hamet the mahometan philosopher for there are many that by the light of nature alone without the light of faith have a comprehension of the fleeting nature and instability of this present life and the endless duration of that eternal life we hope for but our author is here speaking of the rapidity with which sancho's government came to an end melted away disappeared vanished as it were in smoke and shadow for as he lay in bed on the night of the seventh day of his government sated not with bread and wine but with delivering judgments and giving opinions and making laws and proclamations just as sleep in spite of hunger was beginning to close his eyelids he heard such a noise of bell ringing and shouting that one would have fancied the whole island was going to the bottom he sat up in bed and remained listening intently to try if he could make out what could be the cause of so great an uproar not only however was he unable to discover what it was but as countless drums and trumpets now helped to swell the din of the bells and shouts he was more puzzled than ever and filled with fear and terror and getting up he put on a pair of slippers because of the dampness of the floor and without throwing a dressing-gown or anything of the kind over him he rushed out of the door of his room just in time to see approaching along a corridor a band of more than twenty persons with lighted torches and naked swords in their hands all shouting out to arms to arms senor governor to arms the enemy is in the island in countless numbers and we are lost unless your skill and valour come to our support keeping up this noise tumult and uproar they came to where sancho stood dazed and bewildered by what he saw and heard and as they approached one of them called out to him arm at once your lordship if you would not have yourself destroyed and the whole island lost what have i to do with arming said sancho what do i know about arms or supports better leave all that to my master don quixote who will settle it and make all safe in a trice for i sinner that i am god help me don't understand these scuffles ah senor governor said another what slackness of metal this is arm yourself here are arms for you offensive and defensive come out to the plaza and be our leader and captain it falls upon you by right for you are our governor arm me then in god's name said sancho and they at once produced two large shields they had come provided with and placed them upon him over his shirt 
without letting him put on anything else one shield in front and the other behind and passing his arms through openings they had made they bound him tight with ropes so that there he was walled and boarded up as straight as a spindle and unable to bend his knees or stir a single step in his hand they placed a lance on which he leant to keep himself from falling and as soon as they had him thus fixed they bade him march forward and lead them on and give them all courage for with him for their guide and lamp and morning star they were sure to bring their business to a successful issue how am i to march unlucky being that i am said sancho when i can't stir my kneecaps for these boards i had bound so tight to my body won't let me what you must do is carry me in your arms and lay me across or set me upright in some postern and i'll hold it either with this lance or with my body on senor governor cried another it is fear more than the boards that keeps you from moving make haste stir yourself for there is no time to lose the enemy is increasing in numbers the shouts grow louder and the danger is pressing urged by these exhortations and reproaches the poor governor made an attempt to advance but fell to the ground with such a crash that he fancied he had broken himself all to pieces there he lay like a tortoise enclosed in its shell or a side of bacon between two kneading troughs or a boat bottom up on the beach nor did the gang of jokers feel any compassion for him when they saw him down so far from that extinguishing their torches they began to shout afresh and to renew the coals to arms with such energy trampling on poor sancho and slashing at him over the shield with their swords in such a way that if he had not gathered himself together and made himself small and drawn in his head between the shields it would have fared badly with the poor governor as squeezed into that narrow compass he lay sweating and sweating again and commending himself with all his heart to god to deliver him from his present peril some stumbled over him others fell upon him and one there was who took up a position on top of him for some time and from thence as if from a watch-tower issued orders to the troops shouting out here our side here the enemy is thickest hold the breach there shut that gate barricade those ladders here with your stink-pots of pitch and rosin and kettles of boiling oil block the streets with feather-beds in short in his ardour he mentioned every little thing and every implement and engine of war by means of which an assault upon a city is warded off while the bruised and battered sancho who heard and suffered all was saying to himself oh if it would only please the lord to let the island be lost at once and i could see myself either dead or out of this torture heaven heard his prayer and when he least expected it he heard voices exclaiming victory victory the enemy retreats beaten come senor governor get up and come and enjoy the victory and divide the spoils that have been won from the foe by the might of that invincible arm lift me up said the wretched sancho in a woe-begone voice they helped him to rise and as soon as he was on his feet said the enemy i have beaten you may nail to my forehead i don't want to divide the spoils of the foe i only beg and entreat some friend if i have one to give me a sup of wine for i am parched with thirst and wipe me dry for i am turning to water they rubbed him down fetched him wine and unbound the shields and he seated himself upon his bed and with fear agitation and fatigue he fainted away those who had been concerned in the joke were now sorry they had pushed it so far 
however the anxiety his fainting away had caused them was relieved by his returning to himself he asked what o'clock it was they told him it was just daybreak he said no more and in silence began to dress himself while all watched him waiting to see what the haste with which he was putting on his clothes meant he got himself dressed at last and then slowly for he was sorely bruised and could not go fast he proceeded to the stable followed by all who were present and going up to dapple embraced him and gave him a loving kiss on the forehead and said to him not without tears in his eyes come along comrade and friend and partner of my toils and sorrows when i was with you and had no cares to trouble me except mending your harness and feeding your little carcass happy were my hours my days and my years but since i left you and mounted the towers of ambition and pride a thousand miseries a thousand troubles and four thousand anxieties have entered into my soul and all the while he was speaking in this strain he was fixing the pack-saddle on the ass without a word from any one then having dapple saddled he with great pain and difficulty got up on him and addressing himself to the major-domo the secretary the head carver and pedro recio the doctor and several others who stood by he said make way gentlemen and let me go back to my old freedom let me go look for my past life and raise myself up from this present death i was not born to be a governor or, or protect islands or cities from the enemies that choose to attack them ploughing and digging vine-dressing and pruning are more in my way than defending provinces or kingdoms st peter is very well at rome i mean each of us is best following the trade he was born to a reaping-hook fits my hand better than a governor's sceptre i'd rather have my fill of gazpacho than be subject to the misery of a meddling doctor who tortures me with hunger and i'd rather lie in summer under the shade of an oak and in winter wrap myself in a double sheepskin jacket in freedom than go to bed between holland sheets and dress in sables under the restraint of a government god be with your worships and tell my lord the duke that naked i was born naked i find myself i neither lose nor gain i mean that without a farthing i came into this government and without a farthing i go out of it very different from the way governors commonly leave other islands stand aside and let me go i have to plaster myself for i believe every one of my ribs is crushed thanks to the enemies that have been trampling over me to-night that is unnecessary senor governor said dr recio for i will give your worship a draught against falls and bruises that will soon make you as sound and strong as ever and as for your diet i promise your worship to behave better and let you eat plentifully of whatever you like you spoke late said sancho i'd as soon turn turk as stay any longer those jokes won't pass a second time by god i'd as soon remain in this government or take another even if it was offered me between two plates as fly to heaven without wings i am of the breed of the ponzas and they are every one of them obstinate and if they once say odds odds it must be no matter if it is evens in spite of all the world here in this stable i leave the ant's wings that lifted me up into the air for the swifts and other birds to eat me and let's take to level ground in our feet once more and if they're not shod in pinked shoes of cordovan they won't want for rough sandals of hemp every ewe to her like and let no one stretch his leg beyond the length of the sheep and now let me pass for it's growing late with me to this the major-domo said 
senor governor we would let your worship go with all our hearts though it sorely grieves us to lose you for your wit and christian conduct naturally make us regret you but it is well known that every governor before he leaves the place where he has been governing is bound first of all to render an account let your worship do so for the ten days you have held the government and then you may go and the peace of god go with you no one can demand it of me said sancho but he whom my lord the duke shall appoint i am going to meet him and to him i will render an exact one besides when i go forth naked as i do there is no other proof needed to show that i have governed like an angel my god the great sancho is right said dr Recio, and we should let him go for the duke will be beyond measure glad to see him they all agreed to this and allowed him to go first offering to bear him company and furnish him with all he wanted for his own comfort or for the journey sancho said he did not want anything more than a little barley for dapple and half a cheese and half a loaf for himself for the distance being so short there was no occasion for any better or bulkier provant they all embraced him and he with tears embraced all of them and left them filled with admiration not only at his remarks but at his firm and sensible resolution end of volume two part two chapter fifty three recording by expatriate in bangor maine